Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. How much fish could Bobby Fish fish if Bobby Fish could fish? Fish. I would tend to assume Bobby Fish can fish fish. <laughs> so probably if he goes to a pay lake, I mean, as much as he feels like doing, because it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, if he goes Ooh. to like the places that I normally go, uh, probably not. You just got to take the fun out of everything. Every chance you get. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. Um, we will start off with our usual question. What have you been watching, listening to, or reading that has helped the time go by? Oh, I I, I hear the stomps of a six-year-old who wants to tell us <laughs> all about Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie. Come on in, kiddo. No, 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 no. Up to the microphone. Up to the microphone. It's good. Okay, you got to give more than just it's good. What did you like about it? Up to the microphone. Did you like the characters? Yeah. Okay. What all characters were in it? Scooby. Up to the microphone. Scooby, Dooby, Doo, and... And... Thelma and Freddy, all of the Scooby-Doo characters, but there's a couple of new ones. Oh, who are the new ones? The new ones. Is it Blue Falcon? Yeah. And Dino Mutt? Yeah, that's the puppy. <laughs> and he likes the movie, huh? Yeah. Um, I have not watched it yet, but... One of the things I really enjoy about the idea of this is it's kind of a all-around Hanna-Barbera movie. If you watch the Hanna-Barbera cartoons of the um, 70s, uh, Blue Falcon is in it, Dino Mud is in it, and Dick Dastardly is in it. Okay. Uh, that being said, I know that there were some relatively negative reviews for it. Uh, I can tell you that my six-year-old has watched it twice already and has enjoyed it. Once. Last night I did it. Oh, I'm sorry. She watched it once. <laughs> well, it's so good, man. Johnny, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's like the new, this is our new reality. This is how we're doing movies right now is the video on demand, right? Yeah, and I mean, I I think and oftentimes we're a little hard on kids' movies. We're like, oh, that movie was terrible. But yeah, it's not I made for us. That, yeah, I think the thing to remember is not everything is going to be of Pixar quality. So, you know, <laughs> not every movie has to make me and her cry. I, You know what? We've criticized Marvel for being formulaic. Pixar, could you just give me something that's not going to make me cry? I don't need it. Can we just like just give me one movie where it's just like that was like give me an animated horror film? Is that so much to ask? That'd be interesting. Just just get outside the comfort zone a little bit, just once, just one time. If it sucks, I'll never ask you to do it again. But just show me that you're capable of more. I, I don't need the heartstring crap all the time. Don't get me wrong; it's not crap. They're amazing films. I love what they do. It's allowed me to connect with my nieces 
for years because we can like watch those films together and there's something for each of us to watch. But I just, I, I need them to step outside a little bit. That's all. So, uh, what have you been watching? Greg? <laughs> I haven't You've been, been watching Greg? Yep. Yes. I have a webcam site. <laughs> it's awesome. Greg has an OnlyFans. It's amazing. You should definitely check it out. Right. <laughs> the image I have in my head is just a really grainy webcam and like Greg looking deep into its the webcam's lens. I was thinking it's more like the Costanza painting. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just Greg recreates the Costanza <laughs> pose once a week. And for 10 bucks, you get this exclusive content. It's the same <laughs> picture every week. <laughs> varying amounts of beard. <laughs> no, it's different this week. I didn't shave my chest. <laughs> it was itchy. Oh, man. That's so, yeah, I, I really haven't watched much of anything really i've been watching just random youtube videos um maybe some of the old some of the starcraft videos that be coming from korea okay some of the uh the gsl i haven't watched that mm-hmm. in a while so like, oh, i'll start watching that a bit nice anything like anything noteworthy anything crazy happen no nah, not really I mean, it's just one of those Trying to get back into watching it, understanding what's going on, type stuff. Mm. But yeah, um, nice. That's pretty that's much fair. it. Um, this week I actually started watching the Beastie Boys story. It's a documentary that came out this year. Um, if you have any interest, if you love the band, even if you don't, um, it's got a lot of appearances by different actors and stuff too, which is kind of nice. Uh, Bill Hader voices some narrative stuff in there uh steve buscemi ben stiller was in there david cross spike jones i mean it's there's there's a ton of appearances of guys and i don't think we really step back and appreciate the impact that the bc boys had or still continue to have i think that like i don't think anyone disrespects or like takes away from their legacy but i don't think they get as much of the due coverage that i guess they should because like they they're they're woven all through our culture, man. Like, and it's not a little thing either. Uh, but no, it's it was kind of an insightful documentary, especially if you love the music. If you're just maybe they're a band or a, I don't even want to call them a band. They're a group that you haven't gotten into. A lot of the time, these documentaries are kind of a nice way to be able to get a bit more background and just kind of ease into familiarizing yourself with them. So yeah, that's uh, be my recommendation for this week. Okay. Um, well, I um, I have been watching the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Um, if you are someone who used to watch Talk Soup back in the day, it's basically Talk Soup. And if you happen to have never watched Talk Soup because you're too young or didn't have the E! channel, um, it is Tosh.0 ridiculousness it's it's all those shows where someone basically shows a clip and then makes fun of it um the joel McHale show focuses on reality tv clips largely um it's kind of great for me because i don't really watch reality tv 
Uh, so all of this content is like totally new to me. Um, but it's basically just, you know, it's a dude cracking jokes for 22 to 25 minutes per episode. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I feel like right now I know I can use a little more of that. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but I found myself gravitating more towards things that make me happy when I watch them. Um, and this has definitely helped make me happy when I watch it. So I, I recommend it. All right. It's on and Netflix. I was going to ask because it's, I never really got into that style. Like the Tosh.0 and all that. It just, I, it seemed like it was America's Funniest Home Videos just with someone that wasn't like super hokey. And I was never a fan of that show either, which is like show a clip and then like provide, I just, well, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not my style, I guess. Tosh.0, in my opinion, comes across a little meaner than most of the other ones. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't, won't pretend like I never watched Tosh.0. I did, but Tosh.0 is more often than not making fun of like ordinary people who just so mm -hmm. happen to post a video on YouTube doing something stupid. Um, and I think that's kind of what I like about this is it's specifically ripping on reality shows in most cases. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know, like I, I've always relatively enjoyed that style. Um, as long as the jokes are funny, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Like America's funniest home videos is the commentary in between is usually not very funny to me because it's hokey. Mm hmm. Um, but I, I enjoy this. Okay. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, I recommend it. There's about 20 episodes on YouTube. I believe it's, I believe this is, this is it for it. I think it was just a single season. Um, one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about it though, that I, that I think is kind of interesting is they bring in a lot of random celebrity guests just to do just really random shit throughout it. Yeah. Um, like Jack Black's in an episode, just kind of randomly. Uh, Paul Feig, the dude who directed, you know, the all-female Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids and a bunch of other stuff, is a recurring character as just an absolute psychopath. <laughs> um, so it's 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 pretty funny though. I I, I enjoy it. Um, Why is there still a baby Yoda? Sweetie, daddy's recording. Here's your cut. It's a child. Okay. Go. Go. Yoda's dead. Go. <laughs> okay, this is obviously all being edited at this point because someone came over and interrupted when she knows daddy's recording. No. Yeah, you know, I know. You were supposed to be in your bedroom playing and leaving daddy be. <laughs> there no more coming back you had your part little star <sighs> anyway how's that going for you eh. <laughs> okay so let's what the fuck 
Sorry, uh, Sushi Monk posted a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of pictures. I guess they've been remodeling while they, they've been forced to close. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, so we are going to go ahead and move into our beautiful uh, discussion on local businesses that we recommend. This has quickly become one of my favorite parts of the show because it lets me talk about food. And if Greg wants to, he can talk about food. And Johnny gets to talk about food if he wants to. So, any uh, any ideas about, uh, you know, things that you like? It's been dead this week, man. I don't know. I think we're going to have to, like, pick a show or a movie, and that's what the episodes are going to have to be for a little bit. There hasn't been a thing going on. That's part of the issue. Yeah, we're talking about restaurant recommendations, local restaurant recommendations. Yeah, I haven't ordered anything in three weeks or two weeks. (laughs) I haven't either. I've literally just made food at home. I thought you had a pizza place to recommend in Chicago. Oh, yeah, but I haven't eaten there since like February. It it doesn't matter. You don't have it doesn't have to be. Where did you eat this week? (laughs) Popeyes. Well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Serious question now. Have you ate the Popeyes chicken sandwich? Yes, both types. Johnny, have you ate the Popeyes chicken sandwich? <laughs> no. Okay. Greg, how goddamn good is that Popeyes chicken sandwich? The regular the original flavor is definitely a lot better than the spicy one, but yeah, I liked it. It was really good. I was I look here's the deal like Popeyes has never really been my thing Popeyes is where where I'll go when it's like I don't want to eat a burger and there happens to be a Popeyes right there when I'm pulling through the drive-thru in, in which case it's like eh, it's it's fine like you know the chicken fingers with some of their buffalo sauce and a little bit of ranch or you know it, it's passable but it's never been a place where I'm like Popeyes chicken is the best Holy shit, their chicken sandwich is so good, it is not even funny. Right. Um, anyway, so a uh, local restaurant of choice that I'm going to recommend for this week is Sebastian's. Oh, nice. I haven't been there in a while. I have not either, and I'm sitting here looking at their menu, and I'm like, feeling like there might be a Sebastian's run in me today. <laughs> uh, Sebastian's on the west side of Cincinnati, uh, Western Hills area. Uh, it's on Glenway Avenue. It is by far the best Euro place in Cincinnati. If you are a fan of Euros, this is somewhere that you have to try if you have not. Um, it is family owned. The dude who started it started it in um, the 50s, if I remember correctly. Uh, his name is Alex. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Alex, why is it called Sebastian's? Uh, the money to start it was actually loaned to him by Buddy LaRosa of LaRosa's fame, uh, who apparently his first name is Sebastian. So he named it after him. Um, it is a single location and it is insanely cheap. 
Um, a euro by itself costs five dollars in the year 2020. Uh, and these are not small euros. These are not like chintzy euros. Um, these are absolutely like filled to the brim euros uh, with some great cucumber sauce, uh, tomatoes, and onions. If you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not sure I want just a euro. They have got a bunch of random side orders available like Greek fries, um, grape leaves, um above everything else though if you're going there and you're looking for something to go with your gyro um baklava they have amazing baklava it's a dollar 50 for a piece and it is 100% worth it uh i can't begin to recommend enough uh if you are interested in greek food slash euros at all go hit yourself up sebastian's uh greg i know you can attest to sebastian's uh quality oh yeah it's really good i haven't you said that i was like man i haven't had that in a while i need to, i need to hit myself down there and get some <laughs> uh, here's the one caveat i'll give you they are cash only uh, if I remember correctly, there is now an ATM in the building, so you can hit their ATM if you want. Uh, but they are a cash-only business. That's fair. Uh, John, do you have a pizza place in the Chicago land area you'd like to recommend? Uh, yeah, actually, it's a place that I only recently was lucky enough to check out uh it's called connie's they're not on the south end but they're in the bridgeport neighborhood um kind of you can still see the Sox park from their location so i mean personal bias aside it's a nice uh it's a nice area actually on uh, archer there and i know everyone goes for chicago deep dish here's the thing nobody in chicago is going to go out of their way for deep dish it's very much a tourist thing if you want a legitimate like Chicago style pizza, you're going to go for the thin crust. It's the best thing you can do. But the nice thing is that their pan crust is really good too. And I've never been a big pan crust guy. It's literally somewhere between regular crust and a deep dish. Cause I think deep dish is three quarters of an inch and pan crust is a half inch deep. So, uh, no man, I would recommend the beef and jardinero when you go, but you, you really can't go wrong. We <laughs> we ordered the family salad thinking like, oh, it can't be that big deal. It's, you know, it's going to be. <laughs> I cannot explain to you the size of the bowl of salad that you get with the family size salad. <laughs> we, we underestimated it. And that was a terrible idea. Uh, it's a really cool atmosphere as well. Um, I it's It's set in the design of like an 1800s style warehouse. So when you walk in, you don't realize how big this place is. But if you really want to get a good pizza that's not going to be, I'm not going to slander some of the franchises that are in the city, but Connie's on Archer. They have another one near McCormick Place. Uh, you can't go wrong, man. And I've, we loved it. We loved it enough that after we get married this fall, we have already mutually agreed that we are going to do the meal there and then do a run to Portillo's when we're done. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, uh, they are doing curbside 
pickup as well. They are doing delivery. Um, you can't go wrong, man. I love it. It's a great spot, and it's it's closer to what I think people would appreciate about what you would call Chicago style pizza. Nice. Okay, I will remember that for when I'm uh, up there in the fall. Fantastic. Let me know when you go, and I'll uh, I'll hit you with the menu before you get there. <laughs> um. Okay. So, do you have anything that you guys want to bring up? Not there's just not a whole lot going on. I don't think anyone's really going to be surprised by that. Obviously, this is a bit of a weird time in the entertainment industry because they everything's being pushed back, everything's being delayed. The stuff we were looking forward to for summer, it's not going to happen. It's it's really strange, man. Um, not having summer blockbusters. Like this is really like. Can you remember a summer where you're like, eh? There's no movies. No, um, I mean I can remember summers where I wasn't very excited about very much coming up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it really is. It, it's it's a weird time because basically anything of any note has been delayed till at least August. Uh, except for currently, uh, Christopher Nolan's still trying to push out Tenet. Yeah. And uh, Disney is still trying to push out Milan, both in July. I like uh, Milan. That looked pretty cool. Well, and I'm sure that Tenet will be great, too. I just... I find it hard to believe that either of those movies are going to come out in that time frame. Yeah. Well, and they... I'm just looking at the list and there's another, the next in the purge series is supposed to come out July 10th as well. <laughs> that does absolutely nothing for me. Was there really a need to do a movie if the series is on TV now? I think the series is a prequel to the movie series. But still, is anyone going to care if they can just stay home and watch the TV series though? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm super excited for The Purge. I've never watched any of the movies, and I think I've seen all of about 10 seconds of the TV series before flipping it off because it's just not my thing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I just, I can't see myself leaving the house to go to a theater to see any of this stuff in mid-July, but at the same time, I mean, we're talking about something that's two months off and we're going to be living in an entirely different world at that point. I feel like it'll be safer for me to go to the theater than it will be for you guys. Probably. Well, admittedly, uh, my drive-in is open again, so... Well, and that was going to be my thing. Is this a summer where we finally put some money back into the drive-in experience? I mean, I I've, I think we talked about this previously, but like my drive-in has never had an issue getting people into it. The one hmm. the one close to my house, it's a, about a 15-minute you know, drive, give or take. Um, we have tried to go there in the past, and they have just been flat out sold out. And we're talking at like 6.30 p.m., two hours before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I don't feel like that's been a big issue for us, but 
even even our drive-in is running 50% capacity. Oh, like really? They're, yeah, they're doing just one set of cars between every pole so that they can maintain a, a distance. So I don't know. I'm I'm I have no problem with the idea of going back to the drive-in to see something, um, except for the idea of having to go to the bathroom at the drive-in just is not appealing at all to me. I mean, there's solutions. <laughs> Peek up. You yeah. ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Just be like Ray, get <laughs> piss jugs. Right. <laughs> and then roll the window down and just huck them over top of your car and not your problem. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I would probably go to the drive-in. I don't think it's going to release in August either. Um, Wonder Woman's probably one of the only films that I'd go out of my way to see this summer. Yeah, August is, I don't know, like I just said about July, August is is three months from now. And I'm trying not to not to judge too heavily these movies that are trying to keep their July and August uh, dates. It, on one side, it wouldn't shock me if the August stuff still releases in August. On the other side, though, I, I'm honestly largely shocked that anyone's trying to keep dates right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm really kind of hoping Bill and Ted actually happen, but let's be totally realistic. It's probably not. When is uh when is Bill and Ted 3's release date? Uh, uh, August 21st currently. Okay. So it'll be the week after Hey, drive-in, you never know. If you wait for opening weekend for Bill and Ted, you might get to see Wonder Woman and Bill and Ted the same night. Well, and the thing is, um, looking at the Bill and Ted uh, Bill and Ted Wikipedia, their budget for this movie is only $25 million. That's, oh, they that's can easily a, make that back just doing drive-in, man. You can make that back just doing VOD. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could VOD this movie uh, and make that back probably within a weekend or two. True. No, I, can't I think that's those are probably the only two because even stuff that got pushed back, like I, I really don't have any desire to see New Mutants either. I just don't. I don't care. I may have had desire to see New Mutants three years ago when it was originally supposed to come out. Yeah, just, but at this point, it's it's astounding to me. It's a sad to me that there are people that are still super excited for this movie. <laughs> like, losing their mind excited for this movie. Like, there there are legitimately people who are campaigning to have New Mutants be the first uh, X-Men movie of the Marvel Universe, of the MCU. I would rather spend money on seeing Monster Hunter in September than see New Mutants. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I just I don't care. Yeah, it does nothing I, for me. I don't know. I'm I'm I am more than a little perplexed with the fact that New Mutants did not go to video on demand. Yeah. Uh, when it got delayed again, I, the only thing that I can think of is someone must have something in their contract that makes that just incredibly cost prohibitive. 
Like that is literally the only thing that I can think of. It's, you know, a director or a star had it in their contract that it has to get a theatrical run or they get paid $25 million or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I just, I cannot comprehend why Disney is continuing to try to show this movie to audiences in a theater. And I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to come off as a complete idiot when this movie comes out and is like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> it's it's going to make all this money. It's going to make a hundred million dollars its first weekend and it's going to get an Oscar nomination. And then this is just going to age like milk. Let me, let me save you the, I told you so, because it's not happening. The movie's going to suck. <laughs> making movie doesn't make, or making money doesn't necessarily equate to a good film. We've seen that with, what the hell? The Expendables? Is that what the franchise is called? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I can't even justify that. Well, it was made for kids. I don't get it. No, it was. I'm literally the number one target demographic for that franchise. And that franchise sucks. Every Kyle drinking a Monster Energy drink saw that film. That's who propped uh, it. Was it. I saw the first one. It was okay. It was a two-hour ad for why steroids aren't bad. <laughs> Which, by the way, steroids are awful. Yes, they work. Yes, there's going to be a whole lot of bad shit that happens to you after the fact. No, it's it's unfortunate, man. But like, even so despite the delays and all that kind of stuff, the summer didn't really do anything for me as far as movies go. Like it was just, I kind of, I don't really care. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's because of like our subscription services are giving us better quality stuff. Now we're like, I don't have to leave the house that often. I will go. And we talked about this on the movie episode. I don't want to like get back into it again. Same with grip. I will go for like those big tentpole franchises. I'm not just going to go on a whim because I'm like, this might be good. <laughs> no, dude, I'm not spending 30 bucks for me to go see something that I'm like, it might be okay. That's like paying someone $30 to kick you in the dick and be like, it might not hurt. <laughs> Odds are it's probably going to hurt and you're going to be upset. You spent that money. So I just, I don't know. It's, the summer didn't do anything for me. Bill and Ted, for sure. I probably would have gone. But, like, on a matinee, it would have been, like, mid-afternoon. So that the only other people in the theater are, like, 65 years old. The people who were in their prime when the first film came out. Um, yeah, doesn't... Nothing. And even the Wonder Woman film, man, I... I don't know. The first one is really good, but it's just... DC hasn't been consistent enough to warrant me spending money in the theater. Um, I would pay money to see Wonder Woman. So would I. And Bill and Ted. On demand. So I could sit in my house and watch it. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, 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 and if I'm being completely honest, um, Wonder Woman 1984, I'm a little worried about. Um, and, and I, I'm trying to leave them with the benefit of the doubt because the first Wonder Woman was really good. And Patty Jenkins seems to have a good understanding of the character, but I don't have a whole lot of desire or excitement to watch another movie set in the past. 
regardless of how like how much 80s nostalgia is in right now like mm-hmm. i'd rather see what's next for wonder woman not another movie set in the past of wonder woman but that being said you know i really hope it is good and i'll i'll definitely see it Um, are we going to discuss the fact that Robert Pattinson has all but said, I don't give a fuck about Batman. Some people say you're taking his comments out of context and he was obviously joking. Dude has had a personal trainer for six months and has put on seven pounds. Yes. All muscle seven pounds. I could do that. Oh, great. You know how much space that takes up? Because I do. (laughs) Are we getting the Batman Beyond frame for Batman as a prequel? I I just. It was an auspicious choice to begin with. And I'm not saying that every superhero has to be jacked, but there's no iteration of. Bruce Wayne's Batman that has him look the way that Robert Pattinson looks. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not body shaming this. But it's if you are going to take that role and you know what the expectation is, you invest the time, the effort, and the dedication it takes to fill that suit up. Unless they're just gonna say, This ain't working, let's go the Shazam route. Which is going to be hilarious if they actually have to do it. Because Pattinson's a great actor, man. He's had a few films now where he's been really, really good. I'm not knocking the guy as an actor. But come on, man. Like We've we've already had situations come up. If this is going to be the case, I'd rather see Affleck come back. Well, uh, a couple things. Number one, Levi actually gained a lot of muscle for Shazam. Um, he has a YouTube but not the suit that he wore. Level he of muscle. swears that was him. No, dude, you can see it when the arms move. That ain't him. That's that's just the Rock's you. body, but a foam suit on another human being. I'm just telling you, he swears that was him. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, that that YouTube series is where I learned the term baby gains. But anyway, uh, no, I, I relatively agree. And it, like I, I read a whole bunch of different stuff uh, this week of people that were like, I don't know how to put it, but like they were just like, oh, man, you know, how, how dare you crap on him? If you have if you are worried about that, you have a much easier life than I do and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, it's not so much that we're worried about it is just people think that it's trash. Yeah. You know, if if you if you take a role like Batman, you should be willing to get jacked like Batman. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and then once again, other people were pointing out like, oh, Michael Keaton was the best Batman and he wasn't jacked. And it's like, well. Yeah, no, he wore a suit with a bunch of muscles built into it. Yeah. Like, we, it's even pointed out in Batman Returns. Uh, Just to let you know, they've actually pulled the Purge 5 from the July schedule. (laughs) They pulled it yesterday, so they don't know when it will actually be. So there's another one gone, and 
like you said, there's nothing coming in July, man. There's no way theaters are happening. Yeah, I I just I I don't know. It, it's I'll continue to say it. July is a really long time from now, and I'm I'm trying to be positive about it, but I I I don't it's know. It's only six weeks. July first. Tenets middle of July. It's it's a full two months. July, July, man. It's yeah. I don't know. So we'll we'll see where it goes. Um. No, it's I. Eh. If you have all this time, there's no excuse for him to not be doing two days. It's not like he can't afford the nutrition to make sure he's recovering. Are we back on Robert Pattinson again? It's driving me nuts. I even told you I was excited for him to do it. Now it just seems like he's shitting on it. I hate it. Yeah. We, we, we don't need assistance from anybody to shit on the DCEU. <laughs> they've done a remarkable job at the studio level shitting on all these franchises it didn't have to we didn't need the lead actor in one of its most predominant characters to be like eh. just ugh. oh greg yeah I, I need your i need your outside perspective on this man am i wrong i'm how many Batmans are we going to have in 20 years? That's all I <laughs> like, Jesus. Give the guy a flicking break. At least we know Val Kilmer would actually sound like Batman now with a gravelly voice. Right. But yeah. That, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to redo Batman with Robert Pattinson. Like, well, that's another movie I won't watch. <laughs> okay, so... Ugh. Let's let me just quote the exact Robert Pattinson quote for this, just so we can get it out there. Let it breathe. Oh, can we please? Oh, I'd love to hear this again. I think My if you're working out all the time, you're part of the problem. Pattinson recently told GQ, despite being handed a strict fitness regimen for the part, you set a precedent. No one was doing this in the '70s. Not even James Dean. He wasn't exactly ripped. Okay. So, James Dean died in the 50s, right? Like, McCarrick, yeah. I'm I'm not wrong when I say that James Dean died in 1955. (laughs) At the age of 24. I, I didn't realize he played Superman. I mean, I, I I can't even hear the rest of the quote, man. It's I'm I'm gonna snap. Pattinson's <laughs> personal trainer apparently pleaded with him to use a bozu ball during coronavirus lockdown, but he's barely doing anything. There is a meal plan he's decided to stick to, including tuna topped with Tabasco as well as vanilla protein powder sprinkled on some oatmeal. Nope. 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 
I will tell you right now, this project is going to bomb. It's my guess. Anyways, we don't have to dwell on it. We've already dwelled on it. I'm going to continue yeah. dwelling on it because I'm petty. Um, no, it's... it's. I don't know, man. <sighs> what are you going to do, right? Nobody, they, they don't care what we think. They don't care about the fans. They just want to keep making money on the franchise. That's all they care about. Okay. Well, honestly, that's really what I got for you. Yep. Uh, anyone else have anything else you want to cover this week? Uh, no, man. I mean, it's like you said, news is a little bit slow on our end up here. Um, Hopefully we'll just be able to get to the point where even going to the drive-in for a new release is actually possible. Because, I mean, it would kind of suck to realize that we can't can't partake in some cinema this summer. Uh, kind of a cool note that we can touch on as well is uh, Hamilton coming to Disney Plus July 1st. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So they're actually... And that's like months ahead of when they wanted to release it. But... Yay! We're going to get it in time for uh, Independence Day, which is pretty sweet. Actually, maybe that's the release date, July 4th. That would make more sense, right? No, let's release it on Canada Day, because I'm awesome. Uh, No, I actually thought that was kind of a cool little tidbit that they're going to put it out there for people to be able to enjoy. So I'm actually, as a recent convert for the theatrical arts, I'm pretty pumped to be able to see that one. Uh, yeah, actually, I can't believe we didn't talk about that prior to this. Um, it is interesting because they, they weren't talking about just going straight Disney plus that was supposed to have a full on theatrical route. Um, so to see them going the Disney plus route a full year ahead of when they were going to do the theatrical run is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, theater owners have basically all just kind of shrugged at it because they don't really want to kill their golden goose. Theater owners can't really afford a, uh, Disney style feud like they have with uh, Universal. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's actually really interesting. Um, and I think it, it's going to help them quite a bit. Uh, Disney paid $75 million for that movie. <laughs> um, which I think was a, a really big show of faith on their part at the time that they bought it. Yeah. Um, but now putting it on Disney Plus, I think that there's a good chance that it is going to um, do a absolute crap ton for them. Yeah. Well, and then next month for June, they're also uh, Disney has the ability to release Infinity War on uh, Disney Plus finally. Yeah, um, it's really weird to me still that there are a few of the Marvel movies that are on other platforms. But they had release contracts. Yeah, I know. Right, I know. I, like, I'm I'm not saying that like they could do anything about it. It's just like we were watching Ant Man recently, and we were like, okay, cool, let's watch Ant Man and the Wasp now. Okay, gotta go over to my Amazon Prime Video and <laughs> glad you asked Ant-Man because Ant Man and the Wasp releases on Disney Plus July 29th. I figured. <laughs> I, I I knew it was still on Netflix, and I figured it would be you know a month or two behind uh, Infinity War. Yeah. So no, it looks like they're and I think uh, the Mighty Ducks comes out July first as well, which is awesome. I mean, we've had it on the. It's weird that they're doing the like 
differentiation between Disney Plus US and Disney Plus Canada. Because I've had the Mighty Ducks now for since it launched. But apparently you guys are getting that in the big green in July as well. Which, low-key, very and vastly underrated sports film. Mighty Ducks or Big Green? Big Green. So makes me laugh. It's Ham Porter playing soccer, man. Come on. Uh, Greg, any desire to watch any of the upcoming Disney Plus content? Hamilton, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Now, did you see Hamilton when it was in town? No, I did not. I wanted to. I just couldn't make it out. Okay. Yeah, I um I had a long discussion with someone on Reddit about uh about the Hamilton release. And they were like, "Oh, this is fine. You know, Disney was obviously not expecting to make any money from this theatrically." And I'm like, "Are are you drunk?" <laughs> Hamilton still sells out every Broadway show. They still sell out every uh touring show. They have a San Francisco run that is consistently sold out. They just ended their Chicago run with $400 million in revenue. People were excited about this, and I think people are even more excited about it now. Yeah. Uh, Other little tidbit, just for people listening in this week, is that this Friday, the 29th, I believe, uh, Steve Carell's Space Force hits Netflix. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so maybe we'll uh, we'll dip into that a little bit for the uh, for the next episode. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. Um, it is um, Steve Carell and oh god, what's his name? John Malkovich. Um, no, the dude who created it, Greg Daniels. Yep, Greg Daniels. Uh, and Greg Daniels is known for a lot of things, um, but mainly he is known for being the U.S. creator of The Office. Right. Um, so reuniting those two is a pretty big deal, at least in my opinion. Um, and really exciting to me. No, I'm I'm pretty pumped for it. I love that it's kind of taken a little bit of a dig at the lack of creativity at the federal level. Um, no, it's uh, yeah, that'll probably be what I end up binging this weekend. I'm excited for it. Should be. It's definitely going to be funny. I mean, it's Steve Carell. Let's be honest. Yes. It's he has his moments, and he's one of those few actors that has the ability to even in the middle of a terrible film to be able to give you moments that you're like, that was really goddamn funny. Yep. No, I'm, I'm really excited for it. It's, it's got a, a great looking cast, including Ben Schwartz, Steve Carell, John Malkovich, um, Fred Willard is in it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of where that goes. Um, it hit my radar when it was announced. And then, you know, it's kind of funny because it's one of those things where like, I, I knew it was announced, but it just kind of went under the radar developmental wise. Like, I feel like it went, it was shot, everything happened and you didn't hear a lick out of any of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like, here's a trailer coming out at the end of the month. (laughs) 
No, it'll be good. We'll uh, hopefully we'll have an episode where we can touch on that and review it a little bit next week. Okay. Um, well, thank you for hanging out for our fifty-ish uh, minutes of basically babbling about nothing. <laughs> Um, if you want to get a hold of us, how can they get a hold of you, Gregory? To Whoa, Gregory on Twitter. And Johnny? Uh, Johnny Rudo on Twitter or our Twitter account directly itself or our Facebook page. I'm usually rolling between all three. And you can get a hold of me at Richard Versus. Uh, I also do monitor the Facebook page. I just don't post nearly as much stuff as Mr. Johnny. <laughs> Have yourself a good week, everybody. After I get daddy oh. Okay, baby. <laughs>